Hello, Business Building Warrior. This is Jim with Silent Sales Machine Radio. Thanks for joining me today. I've got a guest who I'll be bringing on in just a moment. It's another proven Amazon course student who's built an incredible business relatively quickly in this case. Uh, looking at my notes, it was here we are in December of 2023 as I'm recording this. Back in June is when he kind of started ramping up on Amazon. His first month, he only sold about $700. This most recent month, December, he's wrapping up well over 50. He says if he'd have been more aggressive with his investment and had the capital, he could have done $200,000 this month. He is so excited. You're going to see it in his story today. I love that uh, he's on a great trajectory. He's very realistic about what's possible. He's a hard worker. Get this. He's working full time at a company, which is why we're first name only today, audio only. He doesn't want to put that opportunity at risk prematurely, right? He does intend to go full-time with e-commerce eventually, but he's working full-time. He's taking classes from a university online virtually. He's got a young daughter, newly married, and he's building an incredible business on the side that he fully intends within the next few couple years to completely replace his corporate income using the strategies we teach here. Hundreds of stories like this on our podcast. It's very informational today. You're going to learn a lot of good tips and strategies today. He and his family are coming to the Proven Conference in May. This is a chance for me to let you know that tickets will be going on sale in January. And until the event is sold out, you'll be able to buy tickets at The Proven Conference. That's the website, theprovenconference.com. Three words. Go check it out. You get to see our keynote speaker. We're going to start putting up the different topics, who's going to be speaking and that sort of thing on the website. But you want to be there. Hundreds of listeners to this show, the most popular topics and opportunities that you've heard us discuss, along with the personalities, the leaders on our team, the coaches, hundreds of us are going to be there for three days, May 23rd through 25th of 2024. It's coming up fast. The planning committee is in full out planning mode right now, making that event amazing. It's the 12th time we've done this, making it the longest running annual event for Amazon sellers in the world. That's pretty crazy, but we really hope you can be a part of it. All right. So that's the introduction to my friend Jeff today. You're going to get some great specific tips from him. You're also going to uh, hear a couple of the challenges that he's run into. He has some really good questions about the trajectory of where his business is going and how he can get there. We talk a little bit about our coaching program, which I'm very proud of. I've never actually told a guest, to my knowledge, that I think that they need to call our coaching office right now and get a coach. <laughs> I do that today to Jeff because I think he's a great candidate to get one of the high-end mentors on our team. But even if you're brand new and you've never had success at all online, we've got coaches for you. Or if you're operating at a slightly higher level, you've already got some momentum. We've got coaches that help there as well. We got 60 coaches on our team operating at all different levels of experience. You can go to silentgym.com slash book a call. Make that all one word, silentgym.com slash book, B-O-O-K, a call. Book a call as in book an appointment. Set up a time, have a conversation about our coaching program. We'd love to answer all your questions and see if it's a good fit for you. If it's not, we're going to give you some good free resources and great free advice and give you a, right, a great shove in the right direction with your business, but we'd love to have a conversation with you. All right, that's enough of an introduction for now. Let's get over and meet Jeff. And as a reminder, first name withheld, excuse me, last name withheld, no video today, because again, he's protecting his uh, his career at this time. 
But this is a guy that you can find in our Facebook group and you'll find him at our conference in May as well. So this is a real dude. All right, let's enjoy this interview together. So Jeff, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Great to see you, man. Good to see you, Jim. Thanks for doing this. I'm eager to get into your story. Let's go, man. Absolutely. No, uh, first I want to thank you for this opportunity. I know, you know, looking back on my my e-commerce journey, I discovered e-commerce probably 2018 or 19. And I, I, I'm a big podcast guy and it was something different. I'm into sales and I, I, I think I searched selling and I found your podcast. Uh, and I actually opened a seller account February 12th, 2019. Spent a little time sourcing, but I wasn't incredibly motivated. Uh, bought a couple items that are actually still sitting in my garage. I have not shipped in because I have no idea where the receipt is, but kind of dabbled with the idea. And then what happened was the pandemic happened, right? And my mom started dropping things off at my house because she moved and I didn't know what to do with it. I had everything from uh, a He-Man with no leg and no arm to all my childhood toys. And so my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, had moved in and said, we can't have all this junk everywhere. What are we going to do with it? And so I started looking it up on eBay and I started selling on eBay and I got really excited. My first weekend, I sold a He-Man with no head and one missing arm for $17. And I was, I was instantly hooked. And it, it started kind of as a journey of let's clean out this house because, you know, potentially my girlfriend was going to become my wife and we'd have to combine households officially uh, and started selling things one thing after another, after another. And it almost became a game for me. Right. I remember we were registered at party barn and we got a, uh, Christmas stocking sent to us with someone else's name on it. So we we called Pottery Barn. We were like, oh my gosh, someone's not getting their stocking. They were like, throw it away. And my wife's like, what are we going to do with something with someone else's name on it? I put it on eBay and it sold for like $29 instantly. So I was That's super crazy. excited about that. You know, meanwhile, I was listening. Uh, I got more interested in silent sales machine and, and Amazon and wanted to go down that path. But ultimately, I knew I had to kind of clean out my stuff. I had a ton of collectibles. And so, you know, kind of my thoughts were, Let's focus on getting rid of this stuff first. So that's what I did in 2020, 2021, and in fact, into 2022. And uh, 2022, I did about 60000 on eBay. I would say it was probably 70, 30, 70% my stuff, 30%. I started going out sourcing and going to the thrift stores, even started doing online auctions. But I realized it ultimately it really wasn't scalable. Now, so I, started- I want to pause there for a second when you say not scalable, you know, because we do have a lot of people who, myself included, who love eBay. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the distinction I tend to make as well. So I'd like to hear in someone else's own words besides mine. You know, I love eBay, but I'm not building an asset that I could sell to another person someday. What I'm really doing is I'm kind of accumulating a, a death pile, as we kind of call it in the industry, right? And most yeah. of it sells, but a lot of it doesn't. When I'm done, retire, move on, whatever, like the only thing the other person gets is a death pile, man. <laughs> it's like there's not a system there, right? Absolutely. You know, uh, you know, the, the real interesting thing is when you look up an item, right, on eBay, you might have 150 different listings that are all different for the mm-hmm. same item, right? For Amazon, you have one uniform listing. You don't have to take the photos. And ultimately, it's not scalable from that perspective of building listings, but it's also not scalable from a uh, sourcing perspective, right? You might find a hot pair of Nikes at the thrift shop in great shape that you buy for nine bucks and sell for 80. And yay, that's exciting. It's a, uh, it's a treasure hunt, right? Treasure uh, hunt, exactly. Which, yeah. which I still love doing. Morning, but it's yeah. just a treasure hunt. Yep. Yep. But, uh, you know, ultimately, if you want to have a scalable business where you can make, you know, six figures long term, you know, you've got to have something that's scalable. So, you know, as I, as I started to shift and think about how I shifted my journey towards, towards Amazon, I really 
I struggled, right? Uh, I think I signed up officially pay that $29 a month. Now that I think it's 39, I think it was October, November of 21. Uh, so I paid for it for, for quite a while before I sold anything. Okay. So uh, you had the proven Amazon course for, Oh yeah. A couple years, almost a couple years before, man. before you did anything with it. Yeah. Well, I was so busy with, uh, with, with, with eBay, right? So you know, let me just dwell on it for just a second. Cause I've made that observation a lot. of yeah. That's the thing that that's the big caution flag. I wave at eBay sellers yeah. because I've, I've been around long enough now. I've been in e-commerce for 22 years. I've seen people come through and spend 10, 15, 18 years on the treasure hunt, hamster wheel, and then retire. And they've got what we just described, a death pile of stuff and no asset of any considerable worth to pass on to anybody else. They paid the bills. They had a flexible lifestyle. They had a great one. That's great. God bless them, man. They live life on their own terms, but they don't have a business they can sell to somebody else. They don't have a team running a system. They were exactly. out hunting for treasures constantly, which is yeah. great. I'm not knocking it at all. It's beautiful. But yeah, you got to be aware of what, you know, what is it, what are we heading for? And you can easily get on that hamster wheel. And if you never take time to step and get off and, and build things that are, you know, assets, businesses, turnkey can be turned over to someone else. You you just might find yourself regretting it at some point. Yeah, I just I just want to make sure and emphasize that point because I think your story illustrates you had to kind of distract yourself from a prof, yeah. otherwise profitable endeavor. Say, I want to yeah. build, I want to build a system. I want to build a machine that I that kind of runs while I sleep without me putting stuff into it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause you know, I've got a full-time job. I travel, uh, and, and have a daughter, right. Yes. Um, I, I didn't so, realize you worked full-time still. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm absolutely full-time still. Uh, I mean, I, I've worked for a company that, you know, I was an original investor in and, and we sold it in December of 2021 also. So I kind of shifted my goals, right. You know, you're either working for, you know, you're working for your own dream or you're working for someone else's. Right. And I was yeah. working for, for, for my dream. We sold the company. I had a, a nice exit. But I'm still still employed there, healthy, very healthy salary. But uh, ultimately, it's it's not my dream because I know when I go out and I make that that sale, most of my sales are seven or eight figures. When I go out and make that sale, I'm not building myself long term because I don't own any equity, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, that's kind of had that shift in mindset where you know with Amazon, I know that okay, if I can build something long term, I can sell that asset, right? I can have it all at a prep center. I can do all the things where it's literally like you call it the silent sales machine, you wake up and money's in your bank, right? We've heard a lot, a lot of podcasts recently about folks that are not, not working in their business on a daily basis, right? They're not putting tape on boxes and all those things, which I'm still doing, but. Yeah, uh, well, you, yeah. you start off there. You do the blood. Yeah, you got to learn. It's wet tears, all that. You do, you got to do it. You got to earn your stripes, man. Um, but yeah, the, the light at the end of the tunnel is yeah. The, someone else can be doing every aspect of this. Once you know the system. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I decided I was really going to kind of focus on it for 2023, 2022. I go out and I find some items uh, I'm ungated in, which it seems like I was gated in everything. I get home. I try to create the ACE and all of a sudden I'm gated again and I'm, I'm doing it all from my phone. Right. Uh, I get so frustrated. I literally shut it down and I go back to what's comfortable. Right. Cause that's what people do. People don't like change. They go back to what's comfortable. And I go out and I, I, I list more things on eBay and make a few thousand dollars a month on the side. Wow. That, that that inventory is sitting in a pile. What I realized probably in April or May is when you log into the Amazon seller account, it'll alert you if your credit card is expired. And so it was locking me out of actually listing any ASINs or doing anything. It was, it, it's pretty comical. It's a failure to launch story. So uh, hold on a second. The app doesn't tell you on your phone 
if you got an expired credit me. card. But if you log in on your desktop, which you hadn't done in a long time, they'll say, hey, yeah. your credit card's expired, which is why you can't do anything. <laughs> yes. And, and, oh, and like man. I said, I, I started my account in 2019, right? Yeah. So I realized that, found a few ASINs, listed things FBM because I, you know, I said, why not? Let's see if while I'm putting together a box, something sells. I remember it was May, something sold for $19.99. I was super excited. I think I made three bucks on it, uh, shifted FBM, and then got my shipments together for, for FBA, right? And, you know, since then, you know, I, I think I sh- kind of shared my numbers and let me pull them up to tell you month by month what's happened, right? Uh, I've been working full-time. In addition to working full-time, I was, I was taking a leadership class program through Cornell University uh, that lasted from February through October and took five classes at Cornell as well as some industry specific things. Well, I built this, uh, built this business uh, and month by month, I had my numbers handy, but that spreadsheet went by. While you're looking for it, while you're looking for your numbers, man, bring it up. But I I think I just heard you say you've got a full-time job that takes, and you're signing like seven figure deals as part of this job, which we don't have to dive into details of what it is. That's where we're using first name only audio only today. Cause you know, we don't want to, we don't want to put that at risk. Good gig. You like it working hard. You're also taking classes (laughs) at Cornell. I'm assuming virtual and you are building a beautiful Amazon business based on the proven Amazon core strategies. All you're doing all that and launching a family with a daughter. That's, yes. Yeah. You are a busy man. Absolutely. And, you know, the one thing I can tell you is pretty much 4.30 or 5 o'clock every day, I, I, I shut it down from 4.30, 4.30 or 5 and spend time with my daughter from 4.30 or 5 until probably about 7, 7.30, right, when she goes to bed. Yeah. Uh, I work at home three days a week. So instead of going to the office, which is seven miles away from me, I, I work at home. I'm the only one that works at home, really. Because I, I tell my coworkers that my daughter's cuter than you are, and I'd rather have lunch with her. So, Preach. Um, yep. But yeah, I definitely, definitely kept busy. I did about six hundred ninety-nine dollars in uh, in June. July was a sixty-two forty-one month. August uh, seventy-two fifty-one. September eighty-five seventy-four. October was a wild month. I went to Chicago. I went to Canada. I was in Pennsylvania. Uh, for customer visits. Uh, and then I was in a leadership retreat for four days. So my sales were down to 67.37 and my number one ASIN got jumped on. And that was my October. And then November, my wife said, why don't you go for it? You did some tested some ASINs. We know they're hot. We know they move well. And so I went out and spent $10,000 in two days, which was kind of uh, kind of scary, right? I, I had never taken anything out of the, the LLC that I created for eBay. So I had, I don't know, $20,000, $25,000 at least in cash. Uh, went out and spent it. And my November was 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 nice at twenty five thousand nine eighty, and that included Cyber Monday. It was about eighty five hundred dollars, which was wild because in the course of an hour, I got the buy box on an item. I shipped a hundred in, and more than a hundred, hundred and I can't remember how many units, but I had I, I watched literally over five thousand dollars in sales in an hour. It was it was super exciting, right? Yeah, uh, I did twenty five thousand nine eighty, and then December did 50,000 in the first 19 days. Uh, I kind of pumped the brakes a little bit because of cash flow and want to make sure, you know, I never want to pay interest on credit cards. Uh, so I'm, at, I'm only at 54, 320, but did uh, 50 of that in the first 19 days. But, uh, you know, ultimately I can credit a lot of it to the community and reaching out to folks and being involved. I know you encourage that. And I reached out to, uh, to Ted, who we, I know, you know, Ted and the, the power of networking. He was great. He introduced me to, uh, 
to the the uh, Travis and the crew in Indianapolis that have the uh, the lunch, and I've been to that lunch a few times. But just having someone to to talk to and be friends with, and uh, you know, bounce ideas off of, uh, is a huge, huge, huge asset. Well, you, you sound to me like the kind of guy you know you're you're operating at a high, you're processing things at a high level from a business standpoint. Meaning you, you've bought or you, you've sold a business at a high level. You're taking leadership classes from Cornell. You don't have a lot of time to just kind of mess around, goof around, hit a few yard sales on Saturday and put in a couple extra hundred bucks in the bank each week if you're lucky, yeah. if you found something. Like that's not your gig that you build. No. You're on a serious trajectory. And and just to recap those numbers, sometimes numbers and audio don't go well together. But June of 2023, you had a $700 a month. December, which is the month we're still in as we're recording this, most people will hear this early 2024, but here we are towards the end of December. You've already had 54000 $320. Like that's a pretty fast trajectory from June to December. <laughs> that's yeah. a rocket ship, man. That's a guy who says, okay, I'm good to go. And I love that you shared the capital that you put in and how much mm -hmm. it took to make that happen. You you went out and spent 10,000 in order to have a good solid month. And once you had proof of concept, you're just rolling the cash back over and you got a $54,000 December. Now I will say out of an abundance of caution, just so people follow the story here, we don't typically recommend someone who's only been in it a few months to go as deep as it sounds like you did on some of the ACEs mm -hmm. that you went deep on, but it really yeah. paid off for you because you you did your homework. You took a calculated risk. Your worst case scenario, I got to imagine is you probably thought, oh, you know, I'll, I'll break even or lose a little worst case. Best case is you get the buy box for several hours on Cyber Monday and you make 5,000 bucks and you, you know, I've never had any experience like that on eBay. I tell you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just like hitting the refresh button and there's just sale, 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 sale. Uh, and Absolutely. You, you yeah. get into that territory pretty quick on Amazon. Well, and the, the other thing, Jim, that I think uh, w w was part of the success is, is FBM, right? And I, being able to FBM items and having the experience from eBay, I was comfortable with it. Yep. You um, could ship the products yourself. Yeah. And eBay, that's, yeah. eBay guys have that skill set. Like, yeah, customer order yeah. something. I got to ship it, right? Like, yeah, yeah. that's FBM. I sold out of that product really quick. And so what did I do? I was like, okay, it's the store. Cyber Monday. I can't buy it and get it into the prep center in time. I'll miss it. So I just started going and buying every day and doing curbside pickups or just flat out ordering it and show up in two days. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think I shared my numbers with you previously. I was about a 50-50 mix through the first 19 days. I think it was over 400 FBM units, you know, uh, 400 FBA units because I, I ran out. Without but, giving uh, away the, the product, what type of product, what price point, all that, you know, break it down for us a little bit. Where uh, price point, well, there were, there were various various products, uh, but probably the lead product price point cost me about $45, uh, sold between $70 and $85. I guess you'd say you can get a sporting goods store. I did also, I would say I did some some Nike and, and uh, other items as well, uh, Under Armour as well. But yeah, it's, it's unbelievable, right? I mean, you hear the stories and you don't believe it can happen. You don't believe, okay, I can do this when... You know, I've got a wife who stays at home. I got a full-time job that's demanding that I, you know, I, I work and I have to, you know, go sell big deals and have a lot of stress on that. But, you know, ultimately it's about choices, right? The process I'm doing now was not sustainable that I did for 19 days. That's why I've slowed it down. I haven't watched an IU basketball game. I haven't done anything. I barely watched the Colts games and I have Colts season tickets, right? I haven't been to a game. Oh my uh, goodness. So it was proof of concept, right? Because, yeah. you know, the, the, the question is, can I go out and can I make three, four, five hundred thousand dollars a year in profit and quit my day job? And, mm -hmm. and that's ultimately my goal, right? But you got to have proof of concept that you can scale something. And I saw what I did in two weeks where I said, okay, if I had the right systems in place, I had VAs, I had a prep center. Like if I knew what I knew today, 35 days ago, 
I would have probably gone even deeper and I'd probably sit, be sitting here telling you I did $200,000 this month, right? But, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. but uh, it, it really proved the power of Amazon to me. Yeah, you know, it's possible now. Yeah, yeah. just the, if, we could, if we had a visual that we could, you know, and maybe someone needs to create this, but just a visual of just how much bigger Amazon is than anything else out there. Like yeah. we wouldn't even mention Amazon and eBay in the same sentence anymore. Like eBay yeah. plus Walmart plus the next five biggest players are still smaller combined, mm-hmm. are still smaller than Amazon. It's huge. So you find a few of those truly winning fast moving ASINs and you could do some big damage fast, man, for sure. Uh, but, you know, we like to, we really like to teach the slow, cautious approach just because we don't want people throwing a bunch of money out there on a, on, you know, they, a feel good whim. A hundred percent agree. Right. So you've got to be cautious. And I, but I, I love that part of your story. And we see from time to time, we see plenty of people who are like, oh, you know, what? I'm going to take a calculated risk. I think I got a winner here. Worst case, I bring them back and, you know, I could sell them on eBay over the next six months and make a little cash, but I'm going to go big here. And they do. And they do have the kind of numbers, you know, 50,000, you could have done 200, you said, if you'd have had the capital and the, the stomach for it, right? Uh, those opportunities are out there. Once you know how yeah. to read a keep a chart and you know how to yes, kind of absolutely. read the the trajectory, uh, which is what we, we teach here. And it sounds like that's what you've picked up from some of the, the good folks in the area here, you know, uh, on our team and the, the local community and, and the Facebook group. And you, you took some calculated risks and you did really well. So well done, man. I yeah. love it. No, it's, it's, it's been great. I mean, understanding Keepa and I use basically I use Keepa, SellerAmp, SellerBoard. And this week I haven't been doing much, but I signed up for QuickBooks because I made a mess, right? That's what Robert and Joy say. I got piles of receipts. Mm-hmm. My CPA came over for, for Sunday lunch and asked how my books, what are you doing? And I told him, he goes, oh, you need to get your, your life in order on that a little bit. But, <laughs> but yeah, ultimately, I mean, it's, it, you, you can do a lot of damage with, with very little software and, and, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of it is just, I think I told you, I, I listened to over 200 podcasts, right? I kind of looked through my Apple history. I listened to 200 of your podcasts and oh, of I this, uh, that. Oh, wow. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah I think it was 216 or 17 as of like a week or two ago. So that's you can kind of scroll the bottom, played, unplayed. And that's all I consumed, right? Uh, listen to your podcast, uh, other folks in the community. And, you know, ultimately it's a, it's a power of the network, right? Reaching out to folks. I've got an appointment tomorrow with a wholesaler here in town that, uh, that should be pretty promising. And I'm, I'm partnering up with, with Ted, who I mentioned, and we're going, you know, we went door to door, like door to door salesman, because I'm a salesman, right? And uh, we got a tour of this facility about a month ago, and we just didn't have time. We wanted to wait till after the holidays to, mm-hmm. to go back. So ultimately, I think the bol- bottleneck is when you do OA or RAs, if you really want to scale, is being able to get, get it wholesale. So that's kind of the next level and the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it certainly can be. And if you have a relationship with them, there is an advantage there. But but again, sometimes people think, oh, wholesale means discount means I can sell it for cheaper than everybody else. Not necessarily. There's a lot of times where the price on the shelf at Walmart is lower than what you can source wholesale anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Uh, so yeah. you you, just, you kind of find the best deals where you can, and and the advantage of using Walmart obviously is you can buy two or three units at a time anytime you need it. You don't have to place a minimum quantity of 300 units on a pallet when you order from a yeah. wholesaler, right? Not all wholesalers are that way, but wholesale certainly isn't the holy grail. Uh, that no, make it no, ultimately but there's a relationship right? there. Huge. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we teach in our proven wholesale sourcing module. It's inside the, the proven Amazon course. Have you been through it by any chance? I have not. I've You'll not, enjoy so. it. You, you should yeah. go through it because it really is. It emphasizes the relational side, kind of like what you and Ted are 
kind of doing by knocking on some doors. And I want to dig into that story a little bit more too. One, hopefully to uh, educate me and maybe you guys have learned something I'd like to learn, not who the company is, obviously, yeah. but just like the strategy, what you're, what brought them to your attention and two, how yeah. you're managing that opportunity. Maybe I can help you brainstorm and think it through with my hearing some details on that. If you don't mind sharing the details of, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, thinking through kind of skill sets, right. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I've been in sales for 20, gosh, I'm 45 now. So 23, 24 years worked for fortune 50 companies before this, and then came to a startup opportunity and we sold it for a couple hundred million dollars. And it, you know, I know how to sell. So, you know, ultimately I know it's about relationships, right. As, as someone who sells and I've actually been, I was a buyer for three years as well. So I've been on both sides of the desk knowing that, there's a lot of people trying to get into wholesale or manufacturer direct that don't have experience in that aspect of business that I figured it'd be a good, good opportunity for me to go door to door. Right. And I'm newer to Amazon and Ted and I kind of talked in general about how we could just partner together. Right. Hey, we can go in there and we're two separate businesses, two separate LLCs, but we both have different skill sets, ways of communicating where we can, you know, potentially open the door. Uh, but we went to this, I tried calling this, uh, this one place and they were not very friendly at all. Um, tried to call beforehand and they were not friendly at all. And basically ended the conversation on the phone. So we just walked in there and said, Hey, we're local business owners. And, uh, you know, we, we buy from a lot of folks like yourselves and didn't know if there's someone we could talk to and a uh, little pushback. Right. Uh, but you know, we showed them our registered retail merchant certificate and other business documentation. And we had a tour of the full facility and it's probably, I would guess a 30 or 40,000 foot square foot warehouse. Uh, we went door to door, a couple places, another place. They, as soon as we showed him the RM registered retail merchant certificate, he set us up in the system. Right. So, <laughs> That's um, so great. you know, I mean, Hey, you know, we were in the area, we drove by, we don't do business with you, but we thought there might be some, some products that we could potentially do business with. Beautiful. So two things. First, a story that I think you'll enjoy. And my second yeah. question, help me remember it when we get to this part, is you know, have you done your research and found that these are viable products on Amazon? You're not talking about bringing new products to the market, I'm assuming. But we'll dive no, into that no. in a moment. So I want to dive into that yeah. as a second part. I want to tell you a story yeah. about a guy who's doing something similar to what you just described. It's been a podcast episode probably 100 episodes ago. I don't remember the gentleman's name. I apologize. But he would actually... look for trucks that had companies on them. And then he would Google those companies. And if they didn't show up on Google, he would really track down and pursue what's their product because that's going to be something they haven't really embraced e-commerce yet. Right. (laughs) They have no Amazon presence. They have no Google. And he'd go and talk to them and land new clients that way and potentially find some really great winning, even replens that were kind of buried under that brand that was just, clueless about internet. And he was mm-hmm. doing extremely well with that as a strategy. Uh, I'm more excited, however, about what it sounds like you've kind of discovered here is finding products that have viability based on the Keepa data that you're seeing, you know, that they, they've got a mm-hmm. decent presence on Amazon. Let's track down a good source for this, right? So you yeah. are better, maybe more simply stated, find local companies that are wholesalers. So you can just walk up to the front door, knock and say, hey, I want to buy some of your stuff, man. Who do I talk to? Yeah. Uh, versus calling or being that, you know, 50th email they received this week. I'm an Amazon seller and I want to sell your stuff. I'm like, no, just we've, we've heard from plenty of you guys. Yeah. So this is a way to kind of cut through that, build the relationship, let them know you're local. Maybe throw a pallet on the truck, your buddy's truck. And like, you know, so there's no shipping costs, a lot of advantages here. So talk me through that a little bit more. Uh, what types of products, what price points, what attracted you to their products? What research yeah. did you do? 
Yeah. I mean, it was, it was kind of the categories it was in. So, you know, we, I looked at the website and said, okay, that's different. There were a few items. There were some pictures of the warehouse. So I saw this, saw the size of the warehouse, looked on Google maps. Okay. It's a legit warehouse. I mean, the, the industry I've been, I've been in, I deal with a lot of manufacturers and what I sell. So I've been to probably 150 to 200 different manufacturing facilities and warehouses in my life, at least. So, you know, I understand scale just from Google maps and all those things. So yeah. kind of looking yeah. at it, I'm like, okay, they definitely have something that would be of interest to us. The question is, is it, is it priced appropriately? We have no idea. Right. I, you know, I was talking to Ted earlier and I said, regardless of whether the prices work or not, we got to practice shots in, right. I'm, I'm a big basketball fan. You know, we practice our layups, our jumpers, even our three point shots. We got in the door, we have a meeting tomorrow at one o'clock. Right. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, if you find, I'm a big fan of, I call it start with layups, right? You find a hundred good leads. Don't start with the best lead first. Cause you're not first, you're not great at your pitch, right? You got to warm up a little bit. So uh, for us, this may just be a warm up, right? But it is, it, it is a process that, you know, looks, looks promising, right? If the, if it's priced appropriately, it's going to be a slam dunk, right? But that being said, we understand when you have wholesale, you know, as someone who sells from a manufacturer, when a, someone goes through a wholesaler, I understand margins, margins eaten up through transportation and margin, right? So, you know, it could be pretty thin. Hey, we'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I want to tell you about a way to save a nice chunk of change on all your online shopping and in-store shopping by using discounted gift cards. We've got a new sponsor on the program with a free report they want to give you, no strings attached. Go to silentgym.com slash gift cards. That's silentgym.com slash gift cards, one word. It's in the show notes as well, that link. What they do is they put together a report that shows you all the places you can go to get great discounted gift cards, and they also offer the service themselves selling gift cards to many online sellers, our community included. So it's a pleasure to bring them on board as a sponsor. Again, the link one more time, silentgym.com slash gift cards for that free special report. Let's get back to the show. We understand when you have wholesale, you know, as someone who sells from a manufacturer, when someone goes through a wholesaler, I understand margins, margins eaten up through transportation and margin, right? So, you know, it could be pretty thin. But yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, it, it kind of does. It's, you know, you found some potential in their products. Now you're just going to go meet and see what they can offer you and see if there's a match yeah. there. Uh, and the advantage with wholesale, again, is, you know, you can get in bulk quantities. I think you really would benefit from, there's a couple modules inside the Proven yeah. Amazon course. They're both already in there for all Proven yeah, Amazon out. students. One is the Proven Wholesale Sourcing, which I mentioned. The other is PPP. Have you heard us talk about that yet? Oh, yeah. yeah. Proven Product Partnering. Because yes, that, that is a goal longer term. Yes, Absolutely. you are built to kill it that's, with that model, right? Yeah, and, and we actually went to a local uh, business, local small business meeting in Carmel, him and I, and I, I pitched someone who was starting a business on it. And he initially said he was going to go online and start his own website and all this stuff. And I explained to Amazon, he's like, oh, I don't know how to do it. And he's like, how does it work? And I told him, well, we have a relationship with Amazon where we go in all the warehouses and the prime button. He goes, you can do that? He had no idea, right? Yeah. So uh, he was launching his business uh, beginning of January's retail location. Uh, but we've already pitched some folks on that as well. So uh, I've never listened to The Proven Partner. I just, I, I've heard enough podcasts on it. I know I should listen more to it that I had a, a good enough pitch, right? So yeah, that, you, that you, is you part two or three of hours. Two or three hours of that course is going to sh- help shape out that last 20% of knowledge that you lack on that topic. 
And for those who don't know what Mike and I are talking about, or sorry, Jeff and I are talking about right now, the proven product partnering is basically just going to brands that are either, you know, and and let me just say it this way. I would estimate, my estimation is 80% of all brands out there have Amazon in this category. 80% of them. They're frustrated. They, they're confused. They're maybe a little angry and disappointed with Amazon. And if someone can solve that problem for them, they would be a hero. They just haven't figured it out yet. They know they need to. 20% of the brands have figured it out, right? And they're, they're okay and they're figuring it out and they've got a plan. 80%, and that's no joke, man. That's a lot of brands. That's hundreds of thousands of brands are saying, man, I wish we could figure out what to do with this nasty Amazon monster. I know we got to figure it out someday. It still only represents 15% of their business, right? Because that's e-commerce is 15% of all retail right now. 85% of their business is still traditional brick and mortar. You'll send it to the retail store shelves. But this little monster in the corner is growing rapidly. It's more like 18%, soon to be 20. I mean, it's growing and they know it's growing. Mm-hmm. They got to pay some attention to it and they don't know how to do it. Just a layup for a guy. And when we say you've been in sales for a while, Jeff, I don't want to, um, I don't want to overemphasize like, oh, there's some magical skill set. This guy's had leadership training from Cornell. That's why he's qualified. No, you just got to no. be comfortable having a conversation saying, hey, I, yeah, I yeah, sold on Amazon. And uh, if they say no, you say, well, so I want to make sure you understand what we're talking about here. Push back a little bit. If they say no, I'm sure we're not interested. Then you move on and you go here no five or six more times and practice your layups till you hit a few, right? I mean, it's yep. it, that's the skill set, man. I mean, you can go you can go to some, you know, $10,000 weekend sales training development if you want, but it's really, to me, it's about getting comfortable with the word no. I mean, my last real job, yeah. I sold Microsoft software. As long, once you're comfortable with the word no... Sales training's over, man. Go have some conversations. Do you know your product? You're comfortable with the word no? <laughs> Go talk to people. It's like, I just saved you $10,000, man. Uh, exactly. You know, and represent what you have to offer with transparency and build relationships, man. Be be real. Care about people. Uh, if, if you've got that skill set where you're comfortable talking to people, man, which everyone needs to have in business, you're going to kill it with the PPP model, man. I can just see uh, it. That's... The, that's the goal, right? Is that and getting getting direct from manufacturer, right? I want to yep. utilize what I've been doing for twenty four years, right? Mm-hmm. Go out there and just 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 do it. So, so yeah, no, it's 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 been exciting, and you know, the big thing for me is proof of concept. So, my goal is is get a prep center in order. I, I think I have a couple applications uh, ready, and get a VA and all the things because I'm li- that's all I'm doing is living hand to mouth. Right. Because there's a the competitor in me wants me to just keep going, going, going. Right. I did 50 yeah. some thousand. I could probably do 70 or 80 next month, but if I don't stop pause and put the processes in place that I need to, yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to be on another hamster wheel. Right. Yeah. You're the perfect I'll never get to where I want to be. You're the perfect candidate for a guy who needs to, you know, Hey, you've been told, here's your job, chop down a tree. You spend the, you know, you got 10 hours to chop down a tree, spend the first eight sharpening the ax. You're that guy, man. Exactly. Yeah, because you're the guy that you're the part of you wants to just go start swinging at that tree. Bam, bam, bam. Like, (laughs) you sharpen that axe, man. You're going to chop down six trees in the next 10 hours, not just the one you've been assigned. You're because you've got a lot of things lined up. You understand the value of relationships. So, I can't tell you the number of times I've talked to people who've just kind of frustratingly slogged through e commerce for like five or six years. They paid the bills, but it's just not happening. And I say, who are you hanging out with? Who's your mentors? What's your mastermind group? Who are you spending time with that's pouring into your life in a positive way, helping you solve the challenges you're facing? Well, I know I should be doing that, but I'm not really. Like, well, 
That's the problem, dude. Like you get that already. You understand that the value of these, you know, these relationships that seem like, you know, some people write them off as like one of the little side benefits of kind of being, having a good personality and doing business. No, it's the whole point. That is the on-ramp to success. These relationships, the people say, Hey, come along with me, man. I got an opportunity. You might be interested in. We need to talk about this sometime. That's where the big money is, right? You understand that instinctually. I really think, you know, and I've never pitched someone becoming a coaching student before on the podcast, but I think you need to seriously consider it <laughs> because you, I, a couple of coaches I have in mind, and I know you're good buddies yeah. with Ted and we're talking about bringing him on, but there's yeah. a couple of coaches that have in mind that, man, you spend some quality time with them and do it intentionally and pay yeah. them well for their time. You're going to kill it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. I, absolutely. Oh, I was going to say about the relationships, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't just fall into it and it, you know, it's a little uncomfortable to reach out to somebody you don't know. What I did was I, I, went on the silent sales machine and I searched Indianapolis or whatever people in Indianapolis and yep. Ted was one of the first names that popped up and he, he might've posted like six months ago. And I just sent him a direct message saying, Hey, you know, I wanted to reach out, blah, blah, blah. Give my cell phone number. He's like, yeah, I'm in a group, blah, blah, blah. Got back to me right away. But we, we didn't really get together. And I was going to Las Vegas for work for a trade show. And there was, are you familiar with ASD? Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, I, I was yeah. the keynote speaker there several years ago. Oh, you are? Okay. So he was at ASD and I was going to fly out by myself even earlier for ASD. I flew out a little early and I saw on Facebook, he was at ASD. So I messaged him. I said, you're at ASD. I'm going to be here because I went out a little early uh, on my own dime. Right. And I walked to ASD and I sent him a message and we got together in Las Vegas a little bit. So I think it gave a little more credibility to what I was doing. You know, meanwhile, I'm like, like it was August. I'm like a $4,000 seller. Uh, at ASD, don't know what I'm doing, but, uh, we got together there and then we, we, we've hung out in Indianapolis a little bit. And, uh, you know, I think that's the key is just go on. And I think I, I pinged four or five people in India and he was the only one that responded. Right. So mm-hmm. did you know, go on and find a, find a post of someone, or I know every now and again, you say list your city, find mm-hmm. someone in your city and send them a message. Right. And I actually had, had shared some of my success, uh, online and I had a, a a few people reach out to me, Josh, one in Canada, where he, he messaged me and said, Hey, I got a 20 month old daughter. I'm in school. I got a full-time job, stay at home wife, same like me. Right. And, uh, he messaged me and I've, I've talked to him on the phone a couple of times, trying yeah. to help him along yeah. his journey as well. So you know, yeah, I'm a big fan of kind of as well. if you do it with intentionality in our Facebook group, you can get in there and type in yeah. the name of some of the local big cities near you. And you'll see where we've had threads where people are listing, you know, Hey, I'd love to connect with others in the city. This, you know, so you'd list in our area, Indianapolis is the biggest city, right? But where, whatever big city globally that's near you, odds are you're going to find a handful of people. And like, like you said, not everyone's going to reply, Jeff, but a handful will. And now you're plugged into the local network of business building warriors, not just from our Facebook group, although it is sizable, 74,000, you know, there's still plenty of other people out there doing e-commerce and different strategies and even small business owners, you know, there's a camaraderie there. There's a similar battle that we're all fighting, you know, trying to serve well while making a profit and keeping the customer happy and meeting payroll and having something left for ourselves. Kind of, you know, that's the struggle that we all face as business owners. Being surrounded with people who think that way is invaluable. So yeah, that's one of the biggest values of the Facebook group that's been grown. The, the My Silent Team group. There's a link at silentgym.com if you don't know what we're talking about. Here I am pointing at my lanyard and uh, this is an audio only episode. It's just habit. But you get over to silentgym.com and join that Facebook group. We're at 74,000 right now. And there's just so many high quality people in there. I think that's the most valuable aspect of that group is 
the potential to make local connections like what you're describing. So yeah, good job. Well done, man. Well, what else do you want to run past me? What else of your story would you like to, to dive into? Is there anything else? Do you have a, a yeah, list or yeah, questions? One, or? one thing I didn't touch on too much, two things have kind of jumped out to me thus far in my, in, in my journey. Number one is the power of FBM. Uh, it's shocking how much things will sell, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll bring up one ASIN. So there was a, a hemp cream on clearance at Walmart. This was like in late June and it was short dated, like expired in five months, didn't want to mail it in. The manufacturer was on the ASIN at $19.99. There was a secondary ASIN. Someone was at 29 bucks or 39 bucks or something like that. The rank was garbage. I bought it, listed at FBM, and it sold that weekend. I sold 10 of them. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And there was no buy box, right? And that ended up doing a lot of my heavy lifting. It probably did $4,000 a month. Uh, and I, I started sourcing it for, I think about $16 with a coupon and was selling it for 29 and I raised it to 30, then 31, 32, started raising a little bit. Uh, finally the manufacturer jumped on it, but the power of FBM, it was unbelievable. I couldn't get the product in quick enough to be able to, cause I would get it. I would list it FBM and I would get ready to start shipping it in, but I didn't want to lose the sales and wait two weeks. And so it just kept rolling and rolling and rolling. So, you know, uh, you hear those stories of people saying, hey, I, I listed and it sold before I left the store. Uh, yeah. I would say yeah. it should be a habit when you look it up, list it, FBM, and, and don't be afraid of FBM, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Buy a handful of boxes, a little bit of tape, because I know we're, you know, we have boxes and tape for the big stuff, but uh, that's been interesting. But uh, the second thing is the 80-20 rule, right? I feel like the 80-20 rules thus far has been in my business where, you know, 80% of my business comes from about 20% of my ASINs. And when you yeah, get a home run, it's on. Pareto yeah. principle applies every stage of growth, man. There's no escaping yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 unbelievable, right? And and you have a, you know, one ASIN that has 30 drops and another ASIN that has 30 drops and one of them will fly, the other one won't, right? Uh, and I find that interesting as well. But one thing I found value in is uh, seller board or I'm sorry, seller amp. Sometimes you, I've had two different ASINs that have 30, 30 different, uh, 30 drops each. And then I go on seller board and one of them says it has a hundred sales. That one has 1200 sales. And I, I know it's only an estimate and we, and we want to caution people with that, but I've noticed my double check on that has let me understand what's going to move a little quicker, right? Because, you know, all drops are not created equal, uh, is what I've realized. Yeah. Different categories. Uh, d- yeah. Keepa is not, a perfect tool by any means. And, you know, I, d- I do use a, a, a word of caution. However, you know, I'm not sure how scientific your observation is at this point, how many, you know, how big your yeah. sample size is of the ACEs. It's not big enough, but yeah. But I, I can tell you this, that everybody's guessing, man, except Keepa. Oh, yeah. You know, Keepa may miss some of the changes in rank. And for those who don't know what we're talking about right now, uh, Jeff and I are talking about Keepa, go back back and listen to podcast episode 369. So you know what Keepa is and why we talk about it so much around here. Okay. But they may miss a few rank changes from time to time. So that 30 drops doesn't mean 30 sales. It could mean 900 sales, right? They're just not checking often enough for the rank change. But anytime someone gets so bold in their software to say, this is how many times per month we estimate this product sells. There is no statistical evidence. I'm a statistics guy that there is any reason to ever believe any of those numbers or give them any credibility whatsoever. <laughs> it's yeah, just, I agree on that. They can be so wildly off that relying on them at all, you might as well just be hitting the random number generator on a calculator. <laughs> it's just like, it's insane how yeah. you could look at five tools that are respected in the industry 
And one of them will say, this product sells 50 times a month based on our observation date. And the other one will say, this sells 8,000 times a month. Same product, same ASIN. And it's somewhere in between, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. keep it drops is as good as it gets. It really is. And as much as it doesn't feel like it's quite accurate enough, it's as good as it gets currently. I have noticed Amazon is starting to put on a lot of ASINs now. This product sold 50 times in the last 30 days, right? Is that accurate or not? Man, I look and compare that to Keepa. I think they're exaggerating a little bit sometimes, man. It's almost like a marketing thing. It's like, uh, really, you round it up. <laughs> you're rounding to the nearest 50. It sold 26 times and you're saying it sold 50, right? Uh, they'll say it sold a 500 or 1,000. But I would say still 95% of all ASINs on Amazon, they don't give you any indicators. Amazon gives you no indicators, which is why you need Keepa to even get an idea. But just a word and of test price. And okay. test buys, right? And oh, test buys. Yeah. Until you've tested yeah. it, you, you don't, you just, yeah. you I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm sitting on some masons that drop four times a month, according to Keepa. Four drops yeah. a month means should be four, five, six, maybe sales a month or so. And we're selling two or three a week consistently Yeah, at nice margins. So there's no perfect system out there, but that's what makes it so fun, man. It's kind of like, yeah, you don't know till you test, test a couple units, get in there, you know, try it out. It may, it, and your FBM tip is spot on. Because here, here's a visual. I had this thought today. Maybe you'll like this, Jeff, that, you know, Amazon has 150 warehouses. Every FBM seller that, that signs up becomes another low inventory warehouse in the Amazon warehouse network. So people near you who say, hey, I want one of these. You could be winning the buy box locally for stuff. And that's not going to show up on Keepa. There's no software out there that's going to ever notice that. Amazon knows it happened. But now you're you're winning sales locally that you otherwise wouldn't. And now you're going to have to ship some stuff further away than that. And you can't necessarily turn off the ability for people in California to buy from us here on the East Coast. But it's not going to happen near as much as people on the East Coast are going to find you. If you live on the East Coast and you're merchant fulfilling, that's who's going to find your stuff for the most part. So it's going to be local orders shipped. And, they, and like you said, you can put the stuff up for sale while it's in your shopping cart and you're checking out. You know, it's like, boom, mm -hmm. sold before you get it into the trunk of your car. It's a beautiful thing to, to play around with. And, and as an eBay seller, you're going to really appreciate that. Like we never got to do that as eBay sellers. We had to take it home, take a picture, create a listing. It's like, no, this thing's sold before I get home. All I need to do is find a box that doesn't tape on it. It's gone. Yeah, absolutely. So I was going to ask what you've listened to my story a little bit. What, what do you think the keys for success would be for me because I'm what I'm looking to do is mm -hmm. well into the seven figure business, right? So I could I'd like to do this full time, but you know where I'm at with a stay at home wife and my current income, I've I've got to I've got to definitely be you know in the multiple millions of dollars to, to to walk away from what I'm doing. So I'd love to kind of hear your your vision of a, of a recipe for success because I've got some ideas. Yeah, have you have you heard podcast episode uh, 756 yet with Kang? I'm halfway through it. It's a great one so far. So Isn't yeah, it? I'm about halfway. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm pretty confident calling it one of, if not my favorite of 2023, just from the yeah. sheer emotional, the spirituality, the achievement, you know, and for those who haven't heard that episode, go check it out. But he built a $3 million business. And this is me answering your question, by the way, Jeff, mm -hmm. I'm just kind of taking the long way yeah. around it. But he built a $3 million business in spite of five months ago, he lost his son. And suddenly just devastating for the family, obviously, his four-year-old son. But he had a system in place that he's built. He's a software guy, and he's built a system that just automates all these aspects. So you can operate at a small few hundred dollars a month kind of level, or you can operate at a $3 million plus. Like, we're convinced this thing could scale to, you know, 
10 figures or, or sorry, $10 million, that kind of thing, an eight figure business. There's no reason you can't with a relatively small team. You don't even necessarily need a prep center if you, because you can have a small, very efficient warehouse. I think a lot of the prep centers will be adopting these kind of procedures into their system. So I look at a guy like you, Jeff, who's, who understands the, what it means to operate a business at a high level. Like I, I'm imagining you're a, you're a fan of the E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Have you read it, heard of it? I have not read it, no. Okay. You'd be a fan of it if you did. Okay. I'm going to check it out. Basically the premise, are you familiar with the premise of it? I, I am not, no. I'm still answering your question, by the way. Okay. <laughs> I haven't yeah, lost no, I track of your question. <laughs> but the, the premise of, and I mention it on the show frequently, it may ring a bell as I start to describe it, but the E-Myth is basically the entrepreneur myth. And the big myth is if I can make good pies, I'd be a great bakery owner and I'd make a lot of money. No, making good pies has nothing to do with owning and running, operating a bakery, payroll, taxes, laws, you know, marketing, you know, the, the, the health department coming in and doing inspections and, you know, staying up till three in the morning because paperwork's due tomorrow it has nothing to do with making a good pie, right? So all this stuff that goes into, so he basically talks about the difference between a, a technician the pie maker and an entrepreneur, someone who is building a machine that can be turned over to somebody else someday, right? The difference in those two, you'd, you'd love it. You'd really enjoy it. Yeah, no, it sounds interesting. So when I'm talking to a guy who kind of naturally already grasps those concepts, you need, in my opinion, a good system, a good coach, good mentors, good community. And you get those right while continuing to improve your system, which is going to happen anyway. Because you have that internal mechanism that says, wait a second, I'm on a hamster wheel right here, making some decent money, but I'm on a hamster wheel. I'm on a treadmill right now. And there's some nice cash flying out. But if I step off the treadmill, the cash stops. I need to put someone else in place. The way that you start to do that is through good mentoring, good community, good mentors, right? So, so people can speak into your life to help you take those next stages. Because I can't just unload and say, yep, here's, here's what you're going to do. But if I had to yeah. guess... You're going to adapt Kang's system. I think a whole bunch of us are. I plan on going to it with my own business very soon. It ends this whole Frankenstein spreadsheet monster thing that we've got going on for checking in inventory and all that, right? Uh, monitoring old ASINs, which that's a gold mine of opportunity. That's what we cover in the second half of that podcast that you haven't heard. Number 756 is how he's constantly monitoring. The software is monitoring old ASINs in his catalog that have come back to life after maybe the price tanked or whatever. It's like, hey, time to go buy this again. They look it up. Yep, price is still the same for us. Let's go buy some. Hop on it while it's good. It starts to tank again at some point. That's fine. They move away from it. They they get in and get out at the right time. Instead of, instead of getting in and out, kind of like everyone did with crypto, they got in at the bad time and they got out at the bad time. Let's flip the script. Let's get in at the right time and get out at the right time instead. His software does that, automates that. So I see you going in that direction, man. And you've already surrounded yourself naturally with a few really good leaders who know what's going on. But there's people who have been doing this stuff for eight, nine, 10 years. They're like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes, buddy. You don't need that software. It's like, what? You haven't called this person yet? Like, One of the tips I'd give you too is you already got some decent bookkeeping advice. I think you need to call Humminbird, which is we set up a service. I'm part owner of Humminbird. So it, it, this is kind of a little bit of self-promotion here, but it's for all those little services that people need as they scale. One of them is having an accountant who understands e-commerce, who can look at your numbers and find you money, pay for himself. We've got that guy on our team. So you can go to or the coaching link, go to silentgym.com, get on the coaching page, 
or just go to Humminbird, H-U-M-N-B-I-R-D. I'll stick it in the show notes too for the listeners, but H-U-M-N-B-I-R-D.com. Set up an appointment there with someone on our tax team because you're going to want to get that right. Otherwise, you're going to spend way... You're not going to get the deductions that you have coming. Um, so th- those are the, the general big pieces of advice. I, I think you're very much on your way to a seven-figure business pretty easily based on what I'm hearing. Uh, the mindset, the relationships, the willingness to learn. You've got a nice combination of aggressive confidence with, I'm not afraid to ask dumb questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I do it all the time to Ted and everyone else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With a smile on your face and those who can't yeah, see like, you know, sorry, man. Gotta... Is, yeah, yeah. You never want to be the smartest guy in the room. And you learned that lesson, obviously a long time ago. It's like, yeah, I, I'm here to learn, man. Let's make a bunch of money. Yeah. Let's learn. I'm, I'm not here to tell everybody how the world works. I'm here to learn what you guys are already doing. And that kind of person, man, they're unstoppable in this business. It's the yeah. guys that get so confident that they think, oh, I'm not allowed to ask questions anymore. That's the ceiling. You're done growing, man. You, it, but you're not that guy. You're going to do great. Yeah. So I think you need a good mentor is what I think you need. Now, whether that's someone from our coaching team or that's someone else, I see some of the relationships you've mentioned already is good, kind of like linear partner type of things. But you've, you're you ready to play at a, at a slightly higher level, in my opinion, uh, pretty quickly. And, and, well, and benefit well, from greatly. Yeah, absolutely. It may even be something I'm able to speak into. Cause I, yeah. I just, I get excited when I see a guy who's like, you know, potential level 100 and, yeah. and experience level 20, you know, yeah. Oof, Jim, man. I'll let you be my mentor. I wouldn't mind it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hey, we're right here locally. And you mentioned a few of my favorite sports teams. So, you know, Hey, you oh, need yeah. someone to help you use up some of those Colts tickets. I'm game. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I'm taking my wife on the 31st. Uh, it's our anniversary, but Dude, yeah, oh, you know what? I will, I will get you to a game next year for sure. Oh, hey, it just, I, I'm just kind of messing with you. But yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah. mind hitting a Colts game. I'm a big Colts pacer IU guy myself, too. Yeah, a little too. IU trivia. I don't know if you know this yeah. about my, my. this is actually on my personal Facebook page, but Indiana University, my dad was one of just a couple of sports photographers during the Bobby Knight heyday. Mm-hmm. So if you look at any of the black and whites from the 1970s, 1976 championship, for example, most of the pictures that are well well known, widely distributed were by Russ Cockrum, my dad. Took those pictures. I think I remember reading that, which is very cool. I, I I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, but I went to IU, so I'm a Hoosier now. So yeah, right. you've long been here long enough. You're a Hoosier. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, hey, great episode, man. Great hanging out. Yeah, with thanks you. so much. Anything else on your list? I don't want to cut you off, but I think we've. No, no, no. I've, I've taken plenty of your time and, you know, I love, love the opportunity to talk and, you know, love to be able to come back on when I'm at seven figures and then eight figures and go from there. Right. Yeah. It's virtually inevitable at this point, you know, unless, you know, something big happens in the world, you know, you're on a trajectory right now that you, you stay healthy, stay smart, stay humble. And yeah, you're going to, you're going to do some big stuff, man. Can't wait. I'm going to try. Well, appreciate the kind words. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, God bless you, Jeff. Good to hang out with you a little yeah, bit today. I'm going to spend a couple minutes talking to the listeners as we wrap this one up. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you enjoyed this conversation, I, I need to let you know, especially if you're new around here, that we've got hundreds of these episodes where we've talked to the successful students from our community, students following the proven Amazon course training modules, which goes from everything from brand new, clueless newbie never sold online before, all the way up to people doing some pretty serious, significant businesses with large teams and big numbers. We got something for everyone in there. Go check it out at provenamazoncourse.com. Thanks for supporting the sponsors on our show as well. If we mentioned those during the show today, we really appreciate you reaching out to them and letting them know you heard about them here. That's the way we pay the bills around here. We got a team that helps put this show together. So if you appreciate the show, subscribe, share it with your friends, support the sponsors, let them know at least uh, thank you for sponsoring the show. 
And we'll have another great episode for you very soon. Thanks for hanging out with Jeff and I today. Talk to you then. Hey, before I let you go, one last reminder about an easy way to save money on every purchase you make online or in stores by using discounted gift cards. There's a free special report that's been set up by our latest sponsor, Arbitrage Card. You can get this report. tells you how to go find these great discounted cards. Go to silentgym.com slash gift cards. That's silentgym.com slash gift cards, all one word. The link is in the show notes as well. Go grab that report. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.